You're listening to the JC Non-League Podcast. Welcome to episode 138 of the JC Non-League Podcast. This week I was joined by Jody Brown, uh, former Haybridge Swifts, Greys and Welling manager of course. Um, and Jody spoke about his recent departure from the management team at Dagenham and Redbridge. And I also had Ryan Handley on the show. Uh, Ryan is um, former assistant boss at Thurrock and Wolfram Abbey under Mark Stimson of course. And uh, currently part of Carl Duguid's uh, management team at Haybridge Swifts. Me and the guys discuss uh, recent events and um, topical issues including the Romford Wizards, uh, the FA Trophy, and whether or not standards might be slipping at uh, Step 4 Football. Hope you enjoy the show. Anything from here on in, I'll use sort of in the show. Um, I'll start with you, Jody, if that's all right. Um, obviously, uh, you know, big news as far as you, you're concerned uh, over the past week or so. Departure from Daggers, um, Daryl McMahon installed there as the new manager following the um, departure of Peter Taylor. Um, you know, looking at it from the outside in, I mean, you seem to have, you know, made a really good kind of connection with the club and his fans and all that sort of stuff. Um, and so I, I guess the first question really is, is you know, why move on? Because what, what prompted the decision to, to actually sort of move on from that? Well, there's not really, there's not really a role there for me. Um, obviously, obviously, I'm employed there and, and, and could see that, see that out. I'm sure if I, if I chose to, but um, I'm not really the type of football man. That wants to uh, just be hanging around doing nothing. Um, I, I'd become I'd become frustrated and po- po- probably get depressed to be honest. Just going into training every day yeah. uh, and not doing anything. Um, completely respect the fact that the new manager is always going to certainly at, at that level is always going to have people that are kind of follow him around as his management team. Um, and as soon as uh, you know we got. We got told that Daryl was coming in. I kind of knew that would be the end of my time at the club. Mm. Um, with regards to Peter Taylor, uh, kind of moving on. Um, yeah, I, I, whenever I've heard you talk about him, I mean, look, we're talking about a, a you know, former England manager here, you know, a guy with immense sort of respect. Um, was it just a case that you know it's just the way it fell for kind of Peter and and kind of you know it just I guess it just didn't work, work out in the end. I was, he was massively unlucky. Mm. Um, we, we we picked up eight or nine serious injuries at the same time, um, and key players. Uh, and a lot of people would kind of point fingers and say that it was an excuse, um, and that you know you got 22 people in your squad, and you know it shouldn't make a difference. But I think you know I think that's naive to say that. I think any any club in the country. Mm. Um, if they lose certain players, it's, it's going to affect them. And, you know, we lost Angelo Belanto, who's arguably the, the best number 10 uh, in, in the league at that level, you know, probably as good as anyone in League Two as well. Mm. Um, we lost both our centre-backs, starting centre-backs at the same time. Uh, we had 
to, to two centre midfielders um, out at the same time, and they're still out, uh, and then other players around that as well. But um, it, it was the, the specific people that we lost which really affected us. You know, we we still we were still very competitive, um, but the games we were winning one nil, we we started drawing nil nil. Uh, the games we were drawing, we started losing one nil. Um, and we just we just got into a little uh, uh, I, I don't know the right term to use. I don't want to say negative run, but just a, a run of form where um, we perhaps didn't look like scoring goals, and mm. uh, we, we we were defending more than we would like to be, and the crowd got a little bit frustrated with that. Um, we, you know, we were playing with play, a lot of players behind the ball. But it was it, it it was the way that the manager felt it was best to go when you know we were missing so many of our uh, key players. We kind of set up to play on the counter attack, and you know I supported that. And uh, I, I, everyone I speak to about the situation, I learned so much in in the way that Peter would uh, set teams up for different games, the way he would set up in specific games to counter attack, and to to see how he went about that. Mm. Uh, and to fully understand someone else's methods uh, adds, adds a great deal to you. I think I, you know all, all of us sort of coaches and managers have our own way of doing things, um, but to see to see how he would think through his preparation uh, for certain games was was uh, really educational. Mm. I think you've always been a, obviously a student of the game anyway. I know you, whenever I've spoken to you over the years, you're always picking bits up and, and adding to your own kind of um, your own experience and skill set, I suppose. But um, you know, would you say that this this was another case of that? It was another kind of evolution for you personally as a as a sort of coach and and obviously uh, you know a manager as well. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, it was all very thought through by by me. You know, I I, I made a purposeful decision to to uh, try and uh, work under someone experienced. When I left Haybridge, I had it in my mind that I wanted to step away from management temporarily and um, not re-educate myself, but, you know, evolve and and come out of the firing line as such and look more at developing as a coach, um, uh, developing as a manager, having a closer relationship with players that sometimes you can't have as a manager, uh, being away from the press and not, not having to deal with that sort of stuff for a while, yeah. uh, not not being the one who, who, who kind of has the finger pointed at them when things go wrong. Mm. At the same time, you don't get the plaudits either, so yeah, sure. you know, there are pros and cons. Yeah. Um, but I, it was a conscious decision, and um, when the opportunity came to to go in with Peter, uh, it couldn't have been much better, really, because when you look around Essex at the time of me leaving Haybridge, I mean, I don't think there would be a more experienced man to, to go and work with. So uh, it, I was so grateful that he gave me the opportunity. Hmm. Um, and the big thing for me initially, I just wanted to earn his respect. I just yeah. I just wanted to, you know, it's, it sounds... Uh, it sounds basic, but you know, just for him to say breakfast and, and things like that, yeah, it was you know, it was uplifting. I wanted I wanted to be around uh, someone who worked at the very highest level, and 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 see if I could earn their respect on on the grass coaching, um, and as I keep saying, and, and at the same time learn from them. Um, and I feel as I did that, I feel as though I uh, developed a good working relationship with Peter and. 
um, he gave me more and more responsibility as the time went on. Mm. And I, I know we we had a chat a minute ago. I know it was a very hectic Christmas for you, and you know, probably enjoying a little bit of downtime now. But um, you know, what what do you think might be next for you? Maybe a return to management? Uh, we, will you sort of make sure you take a little bit of a break, or you know, how, how do you sort of see the short, medium term future padding out? Um, I don't need a break. It is, it's a nice break at the moment because, yeah. as I said here, the, the Christmas period at a full-time club is extremely hectic. With the way the fixtures fell this year, with the Boxing Day, then the 28th, then the 1st, we only actually had Christmas Day off. So um, it, it was, it, Christmas is hectic for everyone anyway, with families, let alone when you throw in that football schedule. So yeah. um, uh, it will be, you know, I'll enjoy a little break. But it wasn't, you know, it wasn't purposely designed for me to have a break. Mm. Um, I'm, 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 I'm open to get get back in uh, whenever a, a good opportunity um, presents itself. People keep asking me, is it, will will it be management or, or will you go with coaching? It yeah. doesn't really matter. It just needs to be a just the right a project that, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, that I that I feel that I can. Uh, get job satisfaction from, and you know if it's if it's alongside the the right kind of manager, then I'm I'm very happy as a coach. I don't I don't need to be the number one. Mm. I'm very happy coaching. I'm very happy having. You you have much, um, you can have a much better relationship with the players when you're not the manager. Yeah, I'm not sure. saying you can't have a good relationship with players when you're the manager, but when you're leaving people out and when you're the one who decides the, the size of their contracts and things like that. It's, it's maybe not as comfortable to to build those kind of relationships, but when you're coaching mm. and you're just you're, you you know you're so there to help them improve and get the best out of them for the team, it, it's a much better dynamic. Mm. Um, so I'm happy as a coach as long as long as it's in an environment that I feel that I'm going to be satisfied in and, and alongside a manager that I, I respect and feel that I can learn from at the same time. Um, and with regards to management, it would. It would just have to be a managerial opportunity at a, at a good enough level. Mm. Um, it's not, a ca- you know, it's not a case of, um, as I've said to you before, it's not a case of thinking I'm above any level because because I'm certainly not. I, you know, all the time in the back of them, I was telling people how good the managers are in like the Isthmian League, how many good managers there are, yeah. um, because people aren't aware of it. You know, I think people in the higher levels sort of. Just a little, maybe naive is the right word, or maybe just ignorant to the fact that there are a number of good coaches and managers in in the lower league. But I've I've done that now, and I don't want to go back into it. Um, when I got sat by Welling in the National League back in 2015, it was a big risk um, to drop down to Haybridge mm. um, in the, in the Rhine on One North. Uh, and, and many people, you know, people like Danny Cowley, who who was still working in Essex at the time, you know, when I asked their advice, they said, no, I wouldn't drop back down. If you drop back down, it's going to be very, very hard to to, to climb back up. Mm. So it was a risk, but I feel like I, um, I gained so much and, and, and got so many great memories by going back to Haybridge, uh, improved on, on all fronts, really, as a manager, as a coach, as a person. So uh, I gained a lot from going back to Haybridge, but I think now if I sort of drop back down again, uh, perhaps that would be 
would be me done at the at the, the levels that I want to be working at. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Ryan, if I can bring you in, uh, Jody there spoke about uh, obviously his his passion for coaching. You know, good relationship with the players. This all sounds like you, really, mate. Um, you know, they kind of, uh, you <laughs> know, I, yeah. Well, I did this piece earlier on, obviously for for the Swiss website. Um, you've just taken up this new role as uh, uh, football development uh, director. Um, mm-hmm. Just in short, it's 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 kind of a, a position which aims to strengthen the pathway for for youth teamers into into first team football, would be that at Swifts or, or wherever else it will be. So, um, you know, I, I guess sort of how much are you looking forward to that, and, and how much were you, and sort of how will you approach it? I suppose it's you know it, it it's a really exciting time for the club um, off the field with with what we're doing with the 3G and the clubhouse and everything that's going to be developed over the next sort of nine to nine months to a year and and, and when Gary sort of sat me down and had a conversation with me about what they want to do off the with the club off the field he was very conscious to, to try and ensure that on the field wasn't left behind as well so when he when he when he said to me look you know Obviously, I know you from 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 the past. You've come in and done a really good job so far for Carl. Would you be interested in trying to develop the the pathway for the youth team from I don't know from the under eights all the way through to the first team? Then, you know, and oversee that and be a bit of a, a longer term development and progression of the players. It was something that was really exciting to me. Yeah, obviously, you know, I I, I love working with players and I have done for a very long time coaching etc. But also, it's the development and from 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 the club point of view, we, you know, if we can see someone come through from the youth all the way through the first team, be, be successful, then we've all done our job well, and it's it's a really exciting time for the club on and off the field. I'm really looking forward to. Mm. Let's get down to brass tacks, mate. Um, we got any little gems knocking about uh, under twenty three, under nine? I, I saw the I saw the under twenty threes obviously against Malden. I won't talk about the result, but I thought, yeah. you know there were there was some yeah, you know, some prospects bad. there. Oh, but okay. what's going on? We, we got something uh, below the below the surface. Might a couple might might come for us. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a couple of guys that I've. I've, I've over the over the last week, resulting from that game actually as well, and the fact mm. of uh, there's a centre back called Jay Gregory and a, an attacking midfielder called Kieran Jones that that we're looking to get effectively men's football experience. So hopefully they'll go out and loan in the next couple of couple of days. Hopefully to to local sides, and, and there's another one called Joe DeBell um, that we're looking to get out and get experience within the men's game. Mm. So, you know, hopefully that will be done in the next couple of weeks. And you know, I, I would say probably mark those three as a, as a exciting prospects that potentially could be with us in the next sort of six months or so in the first team. Good, I look forward to it. I mean, look, I, I, obviously the piece I wrote earlier, and I, I didn't realise we had three 19-year-old lads. I mean, I knew Luca was was that bit younger yeah. anyway, but um. Yeah, the old adage, you know, uh, good enough, old enough. But I think the thing is, exactly. as, as you'll both know, I mean, you know, with non-league and, and kind of senior men's football, you do a lot of them do need toughening up, don't they? For a for an interesting night well, at uh, Chadfield's on a Tuesday evening, for instance, it's, yeah, you, know, yeah, exactly. you, you kind of you need to be kind of steeled, and I guess that's that's part of the project for you as well. It's, 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 well, that, 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 yeah. yeah, that that is that is that is going to be part of the process, and I think personally, for, for from my experience, and, and I'm sure Jody will be the same. Is they've got to play play against men, and you know that's the mm. point of saying to, to to the under 23 managers and the under 19 managers, yes, that's great, and, and do that sort of thing because you'll learn your football experience. But you know, go out there and play in the in in, in the, against the men in the proper leagues, effectively in, in the mm. third line under or the Essex senior or our leagues or whatever. You've got to get you know you've got to get your you know cut your cloth in that as well. So the whole point of me 
getting involved in that is saying, okay, we've got three or four really good guys. Let's go and get them out on loan. Let's get them with us training. Let's go and get them appointed, put them against men and see how they get on. You know, mm. let's say Luke, uh, Jaden, and, and obviously Mason Hall that's come in in the last couple of weeks who, who come through at Wingate. You know, they've been playing against the men's side of it. So we have to, we have to get that again for our boys as well and see how they get on. And, you know, I'll get, I've got good relationships with local clubs around us and, and I've made a couple of calls today that these guys will go out with and you know we will monitor them very very closely uh, you know Ollie Bell's gone out to we'll be going out to Con, uh, Conard um, and we know the guys over there so we'll monitor yeah. him as well and you know that's part of the role as well to make sure that they get them the men experience in the league and we, we you know I, 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 I speak to them on a regular basis and keep them monitored and, and you know hopefully they'll do well and they can come back and and be part of the first team in the future. Yeah, absolutely. I suppose we've got to mention the first team. Um, and yeah, yesterday evening, yeah. and uh, yeah. as, as everybody knows, yeah. I obviously didn't get to see the game, but um, you, know, I, you did. Yeah. Um, it was a three 0 defeat. Was the performance as bad as that uh, as that scoreline suggests? Uh... Uh, you, you know, when when you've got, you know, as, as Judy said before, the fact of, you know, you've got a number of games over the Christmas period that these guys have also got full-time jobs that that that, that they've got to do. And when you have three games in six days, it's going to catch up with you. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, that that's probably, you know, Tilbury, Tilbury, they're a big side, you know, strong, physical, get in your face. And, and, and they, they did that for the first half and out very well and took the chances. And, Yes, all right. We stabilised and got back into the game, and but we, we you know, I, I personally feel that it, it caught up with us a little bit um, to try and get something out of it, and unfortunately we gave ourselves an uphill struggle in the first half an hour because it started too slow, really. So it, it's one of those, but you know, we will, we will, you know, bounce back on on, on Saturday against Berry and 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 go again, really. Yeah, it'd be a good game, though. Okay, well, let me um yes. chat to you both about a few sort of topical issues that have happened in non-league over the past week. Uh, JD, if I bring you back in as well, um, where to begin? I was having a pick through. Um, if I was to say the words to you guys, Romford Wizards, <laughs> what would you the make of basketball side? Is it? What's that? The basketball, it's the basketball side. Yeah, maybe. I mean, is that again? <laughs> obviously, I mean, I think yeah. if you spoke to him, you, you'd probably tell you it's, it's very uh, considered and a calculated kind of uh, PR yeah. sort of stuff. But um, I don't know. Would you make of that laughable, or, or, or um, you know, or, or to be pity? You know, what's your kind of take on 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 kind of that rebranding of Romford for a start? Uh, you doing <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good luck. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll go. I'll go. Cool. Um, uh, you, you, uh, first and foremost, like my my whole sort of um, non-league football career has always has always seen Romford struggling. Hmm. Um, so from that perspective, I think it's it's good because he will he will get them going and he will turn it around and. The signings he's made this week are, are really, really exciting. Anyone in that league would, would love to have some of those players. Um, I mean, anyone in the league above would love to have some of them. And I've heard about a few others going there as well. So mm. they're going to be extremely strong. Um, it, it's the tried and tested method. You know, he's, he's going to shout it from the rooftops, get loads of get loads of media um, interest, lots of PR. It will boost the crowds. You know, hopefully it will lead to them going back to Romford to play. 
Um, uh, I think it's I think it's good for them. You know, I know some some people don't like what uh, Glenn Tamlin does, but I think you know if you don't get into his business and don't um, worry too much about what he says on social media and stuff like that, and just look at it purely of what he's doing for Romford Football Club. Like I went to watch Billericay last night, and yeah. you know, no one can say as all he did was bring in a, a load of high earning players because. He rebuilt the whole ground and the whole infrastructure, and I, I hear that that's going to continue there. So he, he he's give that club a great platform to stabilise at the level they're at, and and who knows, maybe go even further. So if that's what lies ahead for Romford, then I think it's excellent. Mm. Ryan, I was trying to think the other night um, of a Swifts one. I was thinking maybe the uh, the Swifts swashbucklers. I, I don't know if you've got anything. Uh... <laughs> No, that, I don't, I'm not sure that'll work. But well, no. to, to be fair, we try and outscore everybody at the moment because you know our defending sometimes doesn't really work that well. So it's maybe squash bucklers, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I tend to agree with Jody as well. The fact of what, what he's actually doing, if you take all the the media side mm-hmm. of out of it and you take the Twitter out of it and everything he's doing, what what he's actually doing for the club as for Romford Football Club is excellent. Um, you know, as you say, I think Danny Waldron went there today. Um, was announced and he's, he's an excellent player you know Louis Thanis as well is an excellent player so personally from a Swiss point of view I'm quite glad that he did it the day after we actually yeah. played them <laughs> and and you know but you know in March when he's actually got them going again you know it's going to be a very very tough game and mm. next year just makes the, the league stronger it gives us a bigger challenge if we are still in it hopefully we're not but mm. if we're still in in the north it gives us a bigger challenge for next year and uh, as for the football club of Molden, uh, from Molden, of, of Romford, then, you know, it can only be a good thing. It can only be a good thing what he's doing. Mm. Um, it's still about the FA Trophy. There's a, there's a huge game on the weekend, uh, Malfortown in one. And, uh, obviously, Jody, I know you've got the weekend free, so uh, I don't know what you're going to see. But, um, yeah, this might be a, a decent one. It's obviously Hornchurch are home to Aveley. Um, now, I believe it's winners... Uh, I know it's winners into the last 16, but I believe it's for the, it'll be the first time for, for either of those sides in that competition. Oh, don't quote me on that because I haven't had a, a chance to, to absolutely check that. But look, either way, either way, there's a lot riding on it. It's, it's a great looking game. Um, you know, Jody, I know you had the FA Cup run a couple of seasons ago, but I think <laughs> under the shadow of it, nobody noticed. Yeah, I was just about the point. I was just about to make. I think on the side, nobody actually noticed that it was a really good FA Trophy run as well. So you know about that competition, but um, I mean. How good would it be to to obviously see one of these sort of local sides sort of uh, um, you know an Isthmian side sort of progressing to to the latter stages there? Well, firstly, I mean it's brilliant that they drew each other, yeah, because it guarantees one going through. So um, they were, they probably won't have seen it like that because I know when you're in their shoes, you're kind of hoping for that big that big tie. To be honest, that if you, if you're the Avery. Uh, supporters, Avery players, Avery manager. You don't want to be getting knocked out to Hornchurch. You'd rather be getting knocked out at Notts County away or or, or Wrexham or something like that. <laughs> you know, they're, they're the type of fixture you want if you're going to go out. So the most important thing for both teams now is that they win that game. They've been given a. You, what you want when you when you get to the latter stages of these national competitions, you either want the biggest draw in it or you want a winnable game. Like what you don't want is, you know, I don't know. So if you're Avery or Hornchurch, do you really want to draw, say, Concord? Yeah. Probably, probably 
not because Concord are likely to beat you because they're, they're a decent you. side, yeah. but they're not going to bring a thousand people, and, and you know, and and they're not going to have a thousand people at their ground either. Mm. So you kind of hope for that massive draw, or like I say, the one they got, which is a game that both teams can win. Mm. It, it it will be a great tie, probably probably be like nil nil or one all, and and go to a replay and then go to extra time and penalties because. When you're so familiar with each other and there's so much at stake, it, it, it often becomes a bit of a, uh, uh, not dead rubber, but, you know, a very tense affair and mm. neither team wants to throw it away. So you end up with a really tight game and, like I say, it often goes to a replay. So I wouldn't be surprised if, if that happens on this occasion. But um, great opportunity for both teams. Mm. Rhino, um, who do you think is going to win that one? Urchins at high, yeah, higher level, uh, but Avely flying, scoring goals for fun. Good game, good-looking game. Who do you yeah. think might come through there? Uh, I, you know, from, from, from my personal point of view, obviously, you know, I know Stimo really well. Yeah. Um, obviously, worked with him for three years. And, yeah. and on the other side of the corner, Avely, I was been yeah. there before. And You're I know George right? very you, well. From, you, you, you kind of... Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. it's... it's, it's, it's 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 a really good tie. You know, if obviously we weren't working on Saturday, I'll be going to it because yeah. you know it's, it's it's one of those ones where it'd be a very good footballing game. You know, both sides play very good football. I know that, um, but also I know you know Stimo will get them up for it, and and, and obviously Keith will do very well at Avery. So it's a very very. I think it'll be tight. Mm. I think it will be um, potential a replay maybe, but I think Hornchurch will just nick it. I'm going that way. We shall see. He's won it, isn't he? Yeah, I think it was I think it was uh, twice at Grays and once at Stevenage. Yeah, I think it might right. be uh, that yeah. side, so he's yeah. so he's got a bit he's got a great record in he it. Knows so, it well, um, he? Yeah. And it's one he loves. Yeah, 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 obviously that good grey side, but yeah, but um well listen, I mean just finally I look mindful of the fact that I've got a podcast and that, you know, I could use it for my own little soapbox. I obviously did make reference to my experience at Chadfield's last night. Um I <laughs> I'll plead the fifth on, on most yeah. of the details unless you actually want to press me. But I I kinda wanted to use it as a little bit of a springboard just to talk about standards at step four, to be honest. Um and I know, particularly, I know Jody's well placed to sort of comment on this. I, you know, I, again, I won't make, name clubs, but certainly I know you had some interesting and midweek uh, sort of times under the lights at away grounds and all that kind of stuff. Is it slipping, gents, or is it just me? I mean, it just seems that you know, there's just sort of a there's a certain decorum, politeness, approach. I mean, nobody expects professionalism, but there's a certain kind of, I don't know, a kind of level that you kind of, a bare minimum you expect. And do you think kind of step four is, is kind of letting the standards slip a bit? Well, last time I spoke about this, the league decided to put a statement out against me. So uh, I'm not involved in the league anymore, but I think most people know where I stand on it. Um mm. Uh, there, there's, there's some places you go that you don't really want to be going. I, I kind of feel that that um, damages the, the, the levelness of the playing field. If, if, if one week you go into a ground that cuts the grass, has good lighting, has proper changing rooms, you know, has stewarding, has polite people, like if, if it, and then the next week you go into a pub car park, I think that, that damages damages the football. Mm. Um, it damages the respectability of the league um, and it's a shame because like I said at the start of this call there's some really good coaches and managers yeah. and there's certainly some really good players but 
I'm hearing more and more people comment about the lack of professionalism. I know it's not a professional league, but you still use the term. Everyone knows what professionalism encapsulates when, when you say it. I'm not saying it's their full-time job, but um, surely all these clubs are aspiring to grow. Uh, and if people are paying to come into your facility, then I think there's a, a certain level of expectation that surrounds that. And I think if... You, if you're expecting qualified coaches and qualified managers and, and players to, to train twice a week and they're receiving money as well, mm. then I just I just feel as though that, that there's got to be a certain environment um, that, that surrounds that. And I certainly began to feel that too often that that was neglected. Uh, too often, like you know, uh, I'm not asking to be everyone's friend, and I'm not asking to have a red carpet rolled out and heated seats in the dugouts or, or anything like that. But what I am asking is that you, you know, you, you're welcomed into a ground properly. You, you, you're allowed to exit a ground properly. You're safe whilst you're on the field of play. You're safe whilst you're in the technical area. Um, the crowd and all the spectators are, are safe within the ground and treat, treated well. Uh, and if there is problems within the ground, that is it's stewarded or policed. I, I, I don't, uh, I kind of had eyebrows raised at me when I said it, but, um, you know, people paying £10 to go into a facility and, you know, by the, by the end of my tenure at Haybridge, I mean, I, our last league game of the season against Sion, we had over 450 people in there. Now, if you're going to have 450 people paying to go into a facility, surely that's got to have some sort of security. Mm. Um, and I just started to experience grounds that I just felt weren't weren't set up for a spectator sport, and uh, the, the the football element could sometimes be detracted from with all the nonsense that would go on before the game, half time, after the game, even during the game, uh, and I didn't like it. Uh, and I have to say, I haven't spent the last fifteen months in the national league. Mm. It, it, there, there is a vast difference. There is a vast, vast difference. You know, you got you got many, many more spectators in the ground, but you don't see any of this nonsense occurring. You never ever feel unsafe. Um, you, you never, well, I, I was certainly never personally attacked by anyone. I definitely didn't have opposition chairmen following me into car parks and. Uh, just all that sort of nonsense that seems to go on in in the Isthmian League uh, didn't go on. So um, my, my my cries for for more professionalism were, were met by the National League, and I think you know if the Isthmian League aspire to that and they and they they want to sell their product and you know like I say it's not cheap to go into these grounds then. It, it needs to be done as as well as it possibly can be, and I don't think all clubs are doing that. It's interesting because I mean, first of all, let me make the point that which I've said step four. I don't, you know, sweeping brush. The thing is, even within Eastme and North, as 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 we you know, is centre to the debate here, there are clubs. It's great disparities between how different clubs approach things. You know. Um, and I, you know, I don't think there's any point in celebrating that you're you kind of. And again, I'm going to upset Millwall fans, but you think you're kind of Millwall of the setup or something, or you know, Leeds fans, I suppose I'm a Leeds. You know, it, it, you shouldn't sort of celebrate the fact that you're regarded as like 
you know, a horrible place or unwelcoming sort of thing. You know, I, I, I don't think that's um, that's the way to approach it. I mean, you're trying to attract fans and sponsors. You know, you can you and your mates can all sort of pat yourself on the back, but then you kind of have to look at the bigger picture, really, and sort of think, well, you know, how are we going to kind of grow beyond this sort of thing? But, uh, Jody, the point you were just making there, uh, perhaps, uh, perhaps uh, maybe Ryan, you, you can answer. Uh, do you think it's um, do you think it, it's a league responsibility to look at these things, or is it for each individual club to put their own house in order? I, I, I believe it's probably more of an individual club situation. You know, each club and each team will want to rep- represent themselves a certain way. Um, you know, and 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 I've been to clubs this 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 year that have been very welcoming. You know, yeah. they've been great to work with, no problems at all. And then you have the flip side of it, where you get nothing from me, get no help at all. And each club is. Is, is their own standpoint, their own, their own way they want to run their clubs, how they want to do things is entirely up to them. It's not a problem at all. Mm. I do think that 90, 95% of the clubs in the north, let's, let's talk about that, is, is welcoming. There's no problems. There's no, no situations or whatever. Um, but there is one or two that, that feel that effectively they want to create an atmosphere that, that's hostile, that's, that's, that's in your face, that wants to be, you know, effectively scary and and you know they want to try and intimidate you and sometimes that 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 goes over out outside the pitch and onto the, the stands and into the, the boardroom and into the, the changer rooms and that is sometimes gets gets where it gets a bit uh blurred lines box. and you know if, if that's where they want to want to be mm. as the way that that they want to play then mm. that's absolutely fine it's not a problem at all everybody's got their own style but just you know, remember that white line. Once it's crossed, it's crossed, and that's yeah. finished. And once the game is over, shake hands and take care. You know, yeah. uh, that, that's the way it should be. And uh, you know, as I say, ninety, ninety-five percent of the time, no problems at all. It's just the odd club now and again, the odd people now and again. That's what I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I've seen. Um, sorry, I've seen lots of uh, footage and that from Haybridge, from like the Haybridge TV and stuff, and mm. they're putting together a documentary. Don't have it yes. come out or not. But I've seen lots of yeah, footage. I mean, and it's coming out soon. Yeah, mm. there's some horrific footage, and uh, it, that, to me, that sort of encapsulates what, what I've, I've kind of criticised the league for, and, and and what I think everyone should be critical of the league for. All, all this, all these are, you know, when the whistle goes, fighting in tunnels and, and, and fighting on the edge of the pitch and. Do you think it's a league thing, Jody? Uh, out of interest, do you think it starts? With yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah, 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 I do. Yeah, it's the, it, it, you're under the league's umbrella. Yeah. So the Premier League are currently got an issue with VAR. It's not the clubs being criticised about mm. VAR. It's, it's the league being criticised about VAR. It's the structure um, you're saying, and, the system and, and, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, but it's the you know it's the, the the league have got to set the standards. I was at the playoff final. Um, between Tunbridge and can someone remind me who they played? Met Police. We're talking. No, that was the Super Playoff final. Yeah. Um, oh, the one before. Oh, I did speak uh, to Steve McKimmons. Yeah, I can't remember. So the Isthmian Premier Playoff final, Tunbridge, yeah. and I, I really can't remember now. Sorry, mm. but a player got sent off, and uh, from both teams in the first half, and they were walking down the tunnel, and they were sort of shoving each other. Fans from the far end, the opposite end of the ground, come running down past me in mm. the in the main stand, come running along past me, and I watched them and I couldn't believe it. I was covering the game with um, the back of the net guys, uh, 
four of the years, and they, they came running past and they ran down the tunnel and the fans were in the dressing room. Mm. Yeah. Now, this is this yeah. is, this was the showpiece event for the Isthmian League. Yeah. Players got sent off and fans ran from one end of the pitch to the other pitch and got into the tunnel area. Yeah. Um, that's a fact. You know, that's not hearsay. Oh, I was there watching it and I got asked not to comment on it in the post-match sort of debrief. Um, but that's what happened. Now, if that's your showpiece event and you haven't even got decent stewarding and security there, you know what? What hope has the rest of the league got on a mm. on a on a day to day basis? Um, so no, I you know, and and I, I think that's really worrying. You know, in 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 society, not just modern society, in in throughout history, what what if those fans had pints on them or something? Yeah, you know, and they're down the tunnel, and all of a sudden, the non-league players got sent off for a bad tackle. Next minute, you know, he's dead in the tunnel. Now people will say, "Oh, he goes dodgy." exaggerating but but no that is the reality of it if I'm a football manager I expect to be able to walk on and off the pitch safely I I, I think that's the least you can expect and mm. yes of course clubs have got to police that but I think the league have got to make it clear what the expected standards are and I don't think they do it mm. and you know there's clubs that let into the league that, that are nowhere near the standard don't, don't get anywhere near meeting the standard certainly not when I was in it two years yeah. ago so um, I definitely think that it's a, an issue for the league and it's like the unspoken word because everyone fears fears the league and fears their reputation and like what happened to me, you know, they, they go to the non-league paper and, and, and try and brand you some sort of lunatic outcast. Yeah. Um, uh, but the fact is, it, it's something that needs to be dealt with. It really does need to be dealt with yeah. if they if they want to improve the product and, and like I say, keep charging so much to get in crowns. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, I mean, obviously, you, you know, you've got a family of four, a family of four people to watch in this being Northgate, you're talking yeah. £50. Pounds. Yeah. I mean, you guys, it's, it's re- obviously really interesting to get a, a football perspective, a dugout perspective, a player, uh, a player's perspective sort of thing, you know. But, you know, obviously from my point of view, I'm I'm, I'm journalist, you know, I'm doing about match reporting and covering the games. I've made this point thousands of times. It's basics, really. It's just be polite to, to visiting match reporters, supply them with a seat, somewhere dry to sit uh, and, and a team sheet. And that's all you kind of need, really. I and mean, it's just like, you know, I hear so many clubs complaining they don't get coverage of, of kind of local papers or media outlets. And yet, you know, you kind of there's no kind of code of conduct with regards to that sort of thing for, you know, whether I say it's journalists like me or it's videographers or photographers. It's just like, you know, it's like the Wild West is sort of, you know, this kind of sort of pub mentality, really. And I just um, I just think, like I say, I mean, for me, I know what you're saying about the league, but I guess each individual club just needs to go and uh, take a look at itself, look at itself in the mirror and just think, you know, what do we want to be? How do we want to be viewed, really, by the wider public? And um, and maybe just have a look at those things. With all of this, you know, I, I don't want to get into specifics about even last night or, or particular clubs we're, we're men- mentioning here because, you know, it's, it's always sort of difficult when you open Pandora's box. But I just think as a takeaway, I just think everybody should just um, have a little think about it. But... Um, but anyway, but listen, I mean, um, I, I, we'll finish with, with the weekend. I mean, first of all, Jody, I mentioned earlier on, uh, I don't want to remind you, obviously, but you, you've obviously got the weekend free. Will you be taking in a game or will you just be uh, kind of, you know, chilling out or what are you kind of plan? Uh, I'll definitely go to a game. I, I'm not sure which one. I've had a, a couple of invites to those games. 
um, by the by people and the staff at those clubs. So I might go to one of them where my friends are sort of involved. Mm. Um, but no, I, I, I haven't decided it's early in the week. I'm not sure exactly where I'll go. Yeah, and, and Rhino, you, finally with you, uh, let's, let's have a prediction on the result. Uh, Barry Town, good-looking game to play off uh, well, promotion chases, obviously, Ismian North. Uh, how do you see that one going? It's going to be a tough one. We've got a, we're at the end of, well, we're in a, a run of tough games at the moment. So, um, you know, I, I want to know, I want to hope that we can bounce back from, 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 from last night, you know, and put on a bit of a show. It's going to be a tough one. If we can get a clean sheet, I'll be very, very happy with that. And uh, three points, hopefully. But, uh, you know, as I say, the boys will be back in tomorrow night and uh, we'll get them prepared and ready. And it's just uh, hopefully another three points towards where we want to be, really. This podcast is sponsored, as it's always been, by sports equipment and kit retailer ProKit UK. They're the company which put their money where their mouths are when it comes to backing independent and professional journalism like mine. Not to mention all manner of local grassroots football projects and clubs. So please do check out their full range at prokituk.com. Thank you to both Jody and Ryan for joining me on the show this week. And to mark your cards in terms of a local game I like the look of on the weekend. Well, I think there's only one. It's uh, the one we mentioned during the conversation. It's uh, Hornchurch hosting Aveley, two Isthmian North clubs. Um, Hornchurch, obviously, of the Premier and Aveley of the Isthmian North. Uh, both having really good seasons. Um, they square off in the FA Trophy this Saturday, January the 11th, um, with a place in the last 16 on the line. Yeah, it looks like a really good game, so get along and see that if you're at a loose end. Okay, you, as always, you can tweet me at the JC Pod if you have any comments for the show or suggestions for future topics. Thank you very much for tuning in. Have a good week. Cheerio.